0: Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts.
1: We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're very excited to have you here today. And what we're going to be discussing is adult tantrums. It may be funny to categorize these as adult tantrums because we don't normally talk about them that way. But realistically, there are plenty of times adults have tantrums. Now, why don't we call them adult tantrums? Well, a part of the reason why is is that it doesn't feel good to have them categorized as adult tantrums. But when we're talking about kids having tantrums, it doesn't hurt our feelings, so we're more apt to categorize them that way. But the truth is, there's not a whole lot of difference between children's emotional regulation versus adults' emotional regulation. Just becoming older does not mean that you get better at emotional regulation. You actually have to go through a process where... One part of it is that you have to be in situations where emotional regulation is necessary. And through the course of that, you learn how to manage those emotions when you're going through these difficult situations. The other part is learning the coping skills on what to do when you're in these difficult situations. So one is experiential, just understanding, okay, this is what this is like. I understand how these emotions feel big and uncomfortable, but they don't take over because you've been in the situation plenty of times before. The other one is learning these skills that you then can apply to make those situations even easier in the interim. Now, don't get me wrong. Just being in difficult situations doesn't immediately mean that you're going to learn how to emotionally regulate through there. There's kind of two optional outcomes that can happen. Either when you go through these very difficult situations, it can kind of break you where then it makes you less able to deal with difficult situations in the future and more triggered when those things come up. Or it can cause you to become more emotionally robust.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you talk about being in situations that are emotionally difficult because I talk to a lot of people and they say, you know, I was never an angry person or I never had problems controlling my emotions until I had kids. And maybe some of you can relate to that. And I don't think it's your kids that is bringing that out of you. But I think what happens is that a lot of times as parents, there's a lot of things that are now not in our control. You have this little person that has free will and can choose to listen to
0: you or not. Yeah, they're not making you crazy. They're revealing you're crazy.
1: Oh, for sure. It's like that example that Emerson Eggerich gives about the skunk and the flower, that if you step on one, it's just revealing and bringing out what's already in you. And so there are a lot of situations where we can feel not in control or we can feel that this is a difficult situation to handle our emotions. But I think definitely parenthood is one that is just kind of in your face will bring out those emotions.
0: Yeah. And going back to what you're talking about with kids, I remember when we had our first child, we were driving in the car one time and she was just screaming in her car seat and the crying just was driving me up the wall. I literally remember sticking my fingers in my ears because I couldn't handle it. And now our fifth child is over one years old. And when she cries, it doesn't hardly bother me at all. Do I like it no not really but the effect it used to have on me when we originally had our first child compared to now our fifth one the amount that it bothers me is dramatically less and that's a good example where you're in this situation and you learn to cope with these uncomfortable emotions or uncomfortable situations just by the very nature of being in an experience and being exposed to these uncomfortable situations.
1: Right. And I think when you say adult tantrums, it is that stigma of that's such a childish thing. But it really is this inability to regulate ourselves and then reacting and behaving in ways that are an outburst or
0: uncontrolled
1: and oftentimes infringe on the boundaries or the feelings of others.
0: Yeah. And I think if you just look at the basic behaviors of kids when they're having a tantrum, you definitely can see a lot of similarities with adults. But with kids, we kind of look at it in a very different light than we do with adults, right? So people getting angry, huffing and puffing, crossing their arms, being passive aggressive. I've even had a person in my office one time stand up and start stomping their feet in the session. And so if you just look at it with an objective eye, you can see a lot of the ways that children behave when they're having a tantrum versus some of the ways that adults behave actually are very similar. We just kind of categorize them differently But a part of this is we're kind of putting on this idea of adult tantrum is a little bit to kind of poke at people because we want you to recognize, hey, these behaviors are not good. They're not okay, And then also identifying the fact that, again, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're getting better with emotional regulation. Actually, I think a lot of times people actually get worse. We might sometimes employ more sophisticated but unhealthy ways to express our emotions, but that ultimately a lot of the times as adults, we are still expressing ourselves in very unhealthy ways.
1: So just a side note. I personally don't like to label it tantrums. Like if my kids are having a hard time regulating their emotions, I never tell them stop throwing a tantrum.
0: We definitely wouldn't tell people in sessions that they're having or throwing tantrums.
1: Right. And we don't talk to others about, oh, our kid was just throwing a tantrum or look at them throwing a tantrum. We don't use that verbiage normally. But I think it is for that shock value of an adult tantrum, just seeing it for what it is is really lack of emotional regulation. And I think a really good example of this is when you see a parent or an adult yelling, be quiet or stop yelling as they're yelling at their kids, right? Or you walk into the room and you're trying to teach your kids to be kind. So you're chastising them and berating them, just saying, why can't you guys ever get along? And why can't you be kind to each other? And in the process, we're not showing that same kindness. We're not setting that example or modeling what we want. We're doing exactly what we're telling them to stop doing.
0: It is very interesting. I do think a lot of times parents require more emotional maturity out of their children than they expect out of themselves. And a part of that is because they don't have anybody else kind of looking at them and saying like, hey, listen, like you might need to regulate a little bit more. But then when you're looking at your kids, you very much expect them not to show or express anger or sadness or frustration or to not be fearful or embarrassed. Versus for adults, we tend to have relatively little accountability. This is an interesting and difficult spot, I think. When you look at it, the old saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. When you're a parent, you kind of have unlimited and absolute power. And it's important to stop and consider, am I being a dictator here or am I being fair and just trying to help my children to develop better?
1: Yeah, and going back to what you said about not having them express the anger and sadness, it's not that we don't want them to express their anger or sadness or hurt. We want them to be able to express that. It's healthy to be able to express that, but in a healthy manner and in a healthy way. So you wanna encourage your kids that it's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to whine. Or it's okay to be angry and frustrated and disappointed about things, but it's not okay to throw things or hit or rip things out of other people's hands. And so there definitely is this separation between the emotion and the behavior. And so being able to identify when you're about to throw a tantrum or when you're about to have these outbursts, what is it you're feeling? Because we want you to be able to express your feelings in a healthy manner. We don't want you to go to the two extremes of having these outbursts and pushing people around and being mean and not recognizing that these behaviors aren't okay. But also on the other end, we don't want you to suppress what you're feeling. And push things away and down and not be able to express them because that's where you get people pleasing and that's where you get codependency and all these things where you weren't ever able to express your emotions and it wasn't okay to feel a certain way and so that's not why we're saying it is okay to feel things it is okay to have emotions but it's about expressing it in a healthy manner
0: yeah I think with just about all things there's this healthy balance One extreme one way or one extreme the other way is generally an unhealthy pattern versus when you kind of let that pendulum settle and swing into the middle, that's normally the healthiest road to be taking.
1: Right. And you want to find a healthy balance. And you hear that all around you, work-life balance, a balanced diet. And so being able to be emotionally balanced. And lastly, we just want to talk about where do these adult tantrums come from? And I think there's several different places, right? I think the level of stress that you're experiencing, if you go back to one of our early episodes and you look up the emotional Richter scale, you'll be able to understand stress builds and builds and builds and it becomes overwhelming. And then our capacity to handle even a little thing or something that goes wrong that might feel really small, it feels overwhelming at that point and we don't have the capacity to handle it. So I think that might be part of it.
0: Another part is modeling. If the family you come from, your parents had adult tantrums, then it's much more likely that you're going to do that because this behavior has been modeled. Even if when you threw a tantrum as a kid, your parents chastise you, but then they set this example of this is how you express yourself when you're upset. It really is monkey see, monkey do. You watch them do that. You're much more likely to follow in their tracks comparatively to what they tell you to do.
1: Right. And going along with that same thought, you were never modeled what was right or what are healthy coping skills. And so in addition to being modeled unhealthy habits, you were never given the tools that you need to succeed. And so it's really important, even if you never got that modeling, to then do your own research and get the help that you need to figure out what are healthy coping skills
0: for you. And then another place you could develop these is from trauma. And the way I like to describe it is when you've gone through enough trauma in your life, you have this emotional overburden that's kind of pressing down on you. And it makes anything else put on top feel extra weighty and much more uncomfortable. Especially if you get triggered off in like the safety aspect, like I'm in danger, something along those lines, you're much more likely to have a far more explosive emotional reaction, even if the situation that's causing you to explode today isn't actually connected to safety, but it triggers that safety trauma, you're going to really have this very large explosion or this very large reaction to that. And so if you have any unresolved trauma, it can also tend to lead towards more of these adult-type tantrum activities.
1: Right, because those negative cognitions that are triggered, like you're saying, with safety, but also I'm not in control or I can't stand this, or I can't handle this, all kind of pop up.
0: And so that explosive yelling or screaming or stomping your feet, it's trying to gain control. But actually, when you do those types of behavior, you're actually more likely to lose control, not gain control.
1: So today we just really wanted to introduce this idea of adult tantrums and what they can look like at times. But we're going to stop there on today's episode, and we're going to continue in the next episode to talk about how can you learn to self-regulate? And how can you learn to cope with these overwhelming emotions? So we hope you tune into the next episode. Have a great day. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know.
1: Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.